Welcome back, everybody, to episode 15 of the Vancouver Boys podcast. I am Jake, and I'm once again joined by Tyler Erlinson. Yo. And Marcus Keller. How's it going, everyone? Um, let's get into uh, Marcus's fake sponsor of the week. Marcus, take it away. All right. Well, I'll remind our listeners out there that our fake sponsor of the week is in place of a real sponsor, which we think we will one day be able to achieve. This week's fake sponsor of the Vancouver Boys is the Jeep Gladiator. Much like Duncan Keith, you can argue how useful it is, but one thing's for sure, you will pay way too much for it. (laughs) Jeep, why is this so much goddamn money? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's great. (laughs) I hate those things. (laughs) Jeep Gladiators? Yeah. You were running out of car brands to bully them. I will never run out of car brands. I'm just picking on individual cars now. I don't mind Jeeps. Just the freaking Gladiator. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, fair, I, I got one in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> not a Gladiator. Not a Gladiator. We, we got an SRT8. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I hate? The Jeep SRT8. Specifically the 2008 yeah. model. <laughs> Fuck that thing. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> All right, well, we should uh, jump into the content of the episode. Uh, As usual, we always start off with a little bit of Canucks news and uh, a little bit of news this week. So, uh, Marcus, why don't we start getting into that? So, this week, a few things have come out. Most notably, the Canucks have named their AHL affiliate the Abbotsford Canucks because apparently they ran out of money to pay people to come up with names. (laughs) Uh, What what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, Well, that's the Aquilinis for you. Yeah, right. Paying for nothing. But uh, I like the logo. Not so sure if I'm uh, 100% sold on the name yet, but it's a team in Abbotsford, so I'm happy. I just thought about, like, it's such a waste. Like, they could have, they had such a cool marketing opportunity, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure there have been Canucks fans that live in Vancouver that have been waiting for the team to come to the lower mainland since they were established. And unfortunately, they decided to go with the same name. Just huge missed opportunity. Even like if they kept the Utica Comets name and just named them the Abbotsford Comets, that would have been better because there's more in interest in the team now just yeah. because they're closer. So it's just a huge missed opportunity. My honest, I mean, I, I agree. I don't like the name. The one thing I wish with the jerseys is that they would have done a blue one. The, the away jersey looks great. The home jersey, the green, I'm just not a big fan. I even like the logo. I just really wish they would have done a blue jersey. I think that would have looked nicer. Yeah, or made it more predominant. Yeah, exactly. But uh, there was more news. There was the some more week. news. That's L- right. Lots of news going on with the Canucks this week. The Canucks are rumored to be in on a few players, notably Zach Hyman and Justin Schultz. Um, Hyman? Man, would he look good on a line with Horvat? I'd love to see that. Yeah, me too. I think Hyman can really round out any top six in the NHL just perfectly, so... Having him here would be fantastic. Schultz, on the other hand, can't say I'm too fond of that. You can probably get him for cheap, but he's just deteriorating. He's falling apart. I don't think there's any point in signing him. Yeah, I can't really argue with you there. I think Hyman is a great high-skill player, uh, high energy. Uh, I would, I think he'd look good on the first, second, or third line. Um, I don't think you're going to sign him for third-line money, but um, he would look good in the top six for sure. So I could see them signing Zach Hyman. And same thing. I mean, Schultz, is he's getting older. Uh, he's been around the league. 
Um, I don't see him uh, being a good acquisition. So that's also why I think he's a more likely acquisition than Zach Hyman. <laughs> Knowing Jim Benning, you're right. Right, yeah. I, I just love to see a second line of Hyman, Horvat, and then you have Hoaglander and Pod Colson competing for that third spot. Man, that would be a deadly top six. There's been rumors about Keith Yandel maybe coming to the Canucks, but I don't <laughs> think that's happening. Yeah, he just got bought out. Did he? Yeah, he just got bought out. So uh, Keith Yandel just got bought out in Florida, uh, which means that he will be a free agent this year. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if the Canucks look into uh, picking him up, I think, again, though, you got to get him on a, a short, reasonable contract. Like, that's the big thing, right? We can talk about all these players all we want, but if Jim Benning can't sign these guys to a short, reasonable contract, then you don't want them here. Otherwise, you're going to end up with Beagles and Roussels again, where it's like they're good players, they're good fourth-line guys, but if you're paying them too much, then you don't like them on your team. Well, you don't want like 15 mil on your third line or fourth line? <laughs> I think yeah. we have more than that. I know our fourth line was like 12 mil or something. Yeah, it was, That's it a was great ridiculous. Already plugging right along. Let's get into uh, my favorite segment. <gasps> what a goof! The biggest goof of the week. Man, this week was chalked full of just the most stupid things dumb moves and there's a whole list of goofs that I could get into but uh, I will of course limit it down to one some of the other contenders though uh, the Abbotsford Canucks obviously lame name that could have went with a better one uh, the Duncan Keith trade I mean what was uh, Edmonton thinking trading a young uh, great defenseman like Caleb Jones in exchange for a 38 year old Duncan Keith and then another funny one which I thought I'd, I was going to bring up until this next thing happened um, England, did you guys see any of the, um, what was it, the uh, Euro Cup this year? It was this the soccer cup? I saw the final game. Yeah, England with a Cinderella story, run to the final, lead in the final, blow it in a shootout. And they looked awful the whole second half of yeah, the game. Yeah, they, they didn't look like they, would, they were going to win the game. But anyway, that's not the goof of the week, but I just thought I'd bring it up because they reminded me of like the Toronto Maple Leafs of soccer. They haven't won anything in, in like 50 years. And, and then they, they probably finally... have a more passionate <laughs> fan base than anyone. Too. Oh my God, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, that's another story. But the biggest goof of the week, how could it not be the Ottawa Senators hiring living meme Pierre Maguire? Like, what were they thinking? This guy has had some of the worst takes in the history of the game, and they hired him for their front office? It's just, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. Now, do they know something we don't? Or have we just been right about the Senators for the last five years and gone, what What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> They're just getting accidentally lucky when things fall into place for them. I mean, it kind of looked like, think about it. The only good things about their organization right now are basically flukes. Look at the first round pick that they got from San Jose for Carlson, right? It turned into that Tim That should Fisler. have been like a 28th overall pick. San Jose should have been a powerhouse. They got lucky with the fact that San Jose then played terrible after Carlson went there, plummeted to the bottom of the standings, and that pick ended up being a top five, right? Um, they've landed some good prospects through the draft, but it's only because they sucked so bad that those prospects were available. Um, I think that they have lucked their way into some form of early success, and I don't think that will continue with uh, Pierre at the helm. <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't understand. I don't know why you would do it. Like Marcus said, maybe they know something that we don't. Maybe he's got a, a bunch of people strapped to him that it's like, yeah, if we hire him, all these players are going to come. But I don't, I don't know. 
Yes, known free agent attractor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my. Pierre McGuire. <laughs> we'll barely have to pay these guys. I'm, They'll I'm be bringing running Ove- to Ottawa. Yeah, I'm bringing Ovechkin <laughs> with me. <laughs> who Who is the guy that he said he's like, you're a defenseman with a big shaft? Have you guys seen that clip? <laughs> yeah. He's in the studio. Yeah, I think it was like Keith Yandel or something. <laughs> Yeah. Or like, yeah, this guy is just a living meme. If you don't know any of his quotes, you got to look them up. They're hilarious. Like one of my favorite ones is when uh, the Montreal Canadiens drafted Carey Price fifth overall. <laughs> and he goes, this this move makes no sense. They have so many good goalies like Cristobal Huey. <laughs> Why would they do this? It makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, the guy's takes. Just I loved, I loved Cristobal Huey. <laughs> nothing against Cristobal Huey, but he isn't Carey Price. Very true, <laughs> very true. Yeah. Anyway, biggest goof of the week: the Ottawa Senators. But hey, you know what? They're going to be in the news a lot this year. <laughs> uh, should mention uh, if you guys want to throw us a follow on Instagram. We're at the Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple at the Vancouver Boys Podcast. And uh, yeah, throw your questions. Or we also have a TikTok account if you want to check out our own TikTok account. And that's at the Vancouver Boys Podcast as well. So a uh, big majority of the show today, I think, is going to be some question and answers. We got an overwhelming amount of questions from our listeners. So we're going to jump into some of those. Um, and then uh, we'll see uh, what we have for time uh, towards the end. Let's, see, let's get into some of your questions now. How many pickles... Do hockey players usually eat before a game? Speaking from experience, no less than four. <laughs> At least four pickles. <laughs> I don't like right. pickles. Uh, looks like we got some more questions. What should the Leafs do this Bold. off season? <laughs> I agree, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Uh, they got to bring in a player with heart, a player that can stimulate the team. Felino was a good addition, but he was too late and wasn't interested in winning in the team. Uh, there's plenty of players who are from Ontario they could bring in to really juice up the team. There's, there's just no passion in that locker room. You know, all the guys are there to make money and go home. They want to have long summers. They don't want to be playing hockey in July. Well, good thing they're going after known heart contributor Taylor Hall. Yeah, oh, well, 100%. you know, the heart and soul of every locker room I, I, he's he, ever been He won in. the heart in New Jersey. He did in that one weird yeah. year where he played well. I'd, I'd be stunned, though, if, if uh, Hall didn't resign in Boston. That's uh that's a decent amount of pickles, by the way. <laughs> Four? Hey, well, solid amount of pickles. Um, who is your favorite hockey player? Ever or active? Both. Oof. Um ever. It's a tie between Henrik and Daniel. Can't can't vote against those two. Just that's my childhood. And active? I I gotta say McDavid. He's just so good, but he handles himself so well. Like, Crosby's always been good, but he's always had that reputation as being a bit of a whiner and a diver. McDavid just doesn't even have that, right? I just, I, I, there's nothing I don't like about McDavid. Sure. Yeah, he looks pretty good on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) And myself, uh, I'm a Preds fan, so of course I'm going to go with a Pred. Um, Really love Roman Yossi. I think he's a great leader, great player, great wife. Um... (laughs) And uh, <laughs> as a great wife, he yeah. is not a great no, wife. No, he, he's not a great wife. He has a great wife. Um, and ever, it's tough for me. If Shea Weber had stayed with the Preds, it would easily be Shea Weber. So I think I'm still going to go with him. Who's that like a short guy that you really like? Marco. Oh, fucking Rocco Grimaldi. Rocco. Rocco Grimaldi. That's Jake's favorite God. Why Who's that other you? short guy that you like? It's oh, like shut you, up. You see Sorrows or something <laughs> like that? You see yeah. if I was two inches taller, I might be good, Sorrows? <laughs> he is good. He doesn't need to be taller. He's a good player. Okay. A good goalie, I should say. Well, 
My favorite player is on the wall right behind Jake here. So we're going uh, TJ Oshie. Yeah, the Osh so, man. Uh, do you think we should keep Edler? On a 1.5 at most and one maybe two-year contract, fine. Anything more than that, uh, you're risking losing out on better players. I wouldn't even give him that much leash under one by one or don't take him. Really, eh? Yeah. Well, or sorry, League maximum minimum. one by one is what League I should League minimum. Yeah. 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 Well, get I him mean, in he here might. for six hundred fifty thousand. Anyway, so we were talking. We were just talking about the Hyman and uh, Schultz possibilities of coming back. Mm-hmm. But I really liked this uh, conversation that seems to be going on about uh, Shea Weber and the LTIR situation. So, for those of you who aren't aware, it came out this week. I believe Darren Drager reported this that Shea Weber has career-threatening injuries, and there is a uh, big possibility that he will be left exposed in the expansion draft, and an even greater uh, possibility that he may never play a game in the NHL once again. My opinion on this is this is heartbreaking news. I love Shea Weber; he's my favorite player, and um, I think he's a great leader. He easily contributed enough to that team that that hoisted them uh, up and into. The finals, I think without him, they wouldn't have made it. And um, I just really hope he can come back. If he ends up getting picked up in the expansion draft, great. If he doesn't, great. I just, I don't know. I want to see that guy continue to play hockey and continue to be a leader and continue to be a face of the game. Hey, if you can't beat him, join him. Tampa Bay was over the cap, won the cup. They That's got, right. They Sit got, Weber for the whole season, then they bring got him back million in the million to spend if Weber's off the books. Yeah, that's right. That's a couple real nice pieces. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I don't think Seattle's going to take him if he's got career-threatening injuries, so maybe they're just saying that, trying to cheat the system so they can... Because right now they have to leave uh, Ben Sherratt unprotected. Yeah. So with Weber hurt forever, they can protect Sherratt, and hopefully nobody takes Weber. Yeah, I I was going to say with career-threatening injuries and that kind of a cap hit, if I'm Seattle, I'm I'm not taking him. I'm just not... I, I. He's good. He's a great heart guy, but it's not worth the risk, in my opinion. Okay, quick question. Uh, where is Sutter and Parise landing? Uh, I think uh, Parise to the Islanders and Sutter to the Lightning. Um, those are great projections. Um, I would actually think Parise would go to, uh, I'm going to say the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche have uh, space and they could use a veteran presence like Parise. And then Sutter. I think um, I think if Shea Weber does end up on LTIR, I could see Suter signing in uh, in Montreal. I don't see him coming to Canada. Yeah, okay, that's I've, fair. I've heard lots of um, talk that he's pretty much strictly staying or wants to stay in the the States. Yeah. American guy, mm-hmm. Team Makes USA, sense. everything. Yeah, yeah. But Breeze is another one of those guys. If we could get him on a reasonable contract, I wouldn't mind having him here. That's if we're – because Sutter's off our books this year. Mm. So if we lose Sutter, we bring in Parise for a reasonable cap. I wouldn't mind him on our team. Yeah, I, I think Parise is going to be, um, sorry, yeah, I think Parise is going to be pretty sought after. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are looking to pick him up. <laughs> Favorite jersey in the NHL? The black skate. Uh, well, actually, I like I like the white variant of it better, but man, those about, are like, just iconic. What about current home or away jersey? Current home or away? That's tough. And this is, this is a bit of an odd pick. I love Detroit's away jersey. I think the white with the red and white wing wheel, I just think it looks so classy. I mean, original six team, it's so iconic. I I love it. I think it's one of the, definitely the prettiest logos in the league for sure. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you meant meant in history. Okay. For myself, I've always kind of liked the flames, but um, 
I, I don't mind their jerseys. I like but. their retro ones that they kind of brought back last year. Mm-hmm. Like just less white and black. It's all like red and yellow. I, yeah. I, I love those two. Um, but in history, there's a few. So obviously I'm going to pick one from my team. Loved the 2006 alternates for the Preds. It was the, the mustard yellow jerseys with the yawning uh, saber tooth. I thought those were just so unique and cool, and I wish they'd bring them back, but I wish they'd bring them back in, like, a new modern way, that they, like, reinvent the jersey a little bit. And then my other one is the 1997 New York Islanders Longshoreman, uh, or Long Oh, the Island. Fisherman's yeah, Friends? Yeah, yeah, the Fisherman <laughs> Friend one. I just, I just thought that one was so cool, too. But yeah, those are my, like, two favorite all-time jerseys. Tyler, knowing that you're a Blues fan... I would have thought for sure it's the blues with that red pattern. Yeah, like, yeah. That thing is sick. Yeah, I like do, the late I do 90s like that one, yeah. And it's I like, I think like it said St. Louis in the blue part. I think too, it right? did. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's just a sick looking jersey. I also like their alternates from last year, too, with the light blue. Like that, what that Tarasenko one is. Yeah. Um, design said Jets blue and white heritage. I think the Jets made a mistake when they re-entered the league by even making new jerseys. I think those classic ones they had that had the plane in the top corner of the circle, I think those were beautiful jerseys. I think it's a shame they ever stopped wearing those. Yeah, to me, it was like they, they created this new logo, but it looks like a shoulder patch. It doesn't look like yeah. a logo. Like if they had used the logo that they made as a shoulder patch, yeah, okay, you agree. Um, it, it would have been great because they could have that, that classic Jets logo with the new modern design on the shoulder. I, I think great. eventually they will come to their senses and, and do that. Uh, the Seattle Kraken jerseys. So here's the thing. We don't really have a great idea of what they're going to look like yet. Um, I like the colors, but to be perfectly honest, the logo itself, I'm a little <laughs> bit kind of disappointed in. Yeah, like it, it literally just looks like an S, you know? I do like the Coyotes jerseys too. Just throwing that out there. Okay. I like the, what, the, what are the, they called? The, the third jerseys. Oh, yeah, they have a name. Or those alternates. Yeah, it's like the Kinetic. Cuck, yeah, cuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, it's an indigenous word, but yeah, yeah. But th- those are nice too. Yeah, the Seattle. I, I agree. Like the jerseys themselves. I like the colors that they went with, but the logo. It's just a bit bland for me, you know. But I, I do like it. Yeah, no, they they have made the jerseys. I, I've seen like concepts and renderings, and I've even seen them. Yeah, but I haven't seen any physical ones yet. I, I'm actually excited to see what they'll yeah, do as a physical. third jersey because I think they have a lot of directions they can go with it, and I think that they have a chance to make their third jersey actually be their nicest one. But for me, like, it's just the logo. I think the logo was a bit of a miss. It would have been really cool if they had, I don't know, just a more active logo. They went with this like minimalist design, but whatever. What are you gonna do? Uh, Abbotsford. Abbotsford's home jersey or Vancouver's home jersey? I'll go with Vancouver just, just because the Abbotsford, I just don't like the green. Like, I, I can see it as a third jersey. I don't like that they went with that as their main home jersey. And they didn't even have a blue one. I think the, the green, at least that that tone of green, is too overwhelming over the whole jersey. I, I think they should have gone with blue as home. But otherwise, I like it. I like their away jersey a lot. Would Saskatchewan... Make a good home for an NHL franchise. I think not. I mean, there, obviously there's hockey fans everywhere, but I just don't see there being enough because all of these bigger cities in Saskatchewan are so spread out. Like you have Regina, which is three hours away from Saskatoon, Saskatoon, which is another three plus hours away from Prince Albert. You don't have enough big cities close to each other. And all the little cities are still hour long drives away. So I just don't see you getting enough, enough people in night in and night out to watch. Like they have 
the Saskatoon Blades right now. They have the Saskatchewan Rush, which they get decent viewings, but I don't think they're going to get NHL size viewings. Okay, but they sell out all the Rough Rider games. Like, almost every Rough Riders game is sold out. That's a huge audience. I know that they have less games per season, but they still draw more people than an NHL team would need to draw per game. I think it's doable, and I think if the commissioner of the NHL didn't hate Canada, I think there would already be a team there. True, but you got to think, the Rough Riders only play on the weekends, so people can travel. People can drive that far. Give them lots of weekend games. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like a Wednesday night game in Saskatoon is not 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 selling that out. Yeah. What what else is there to do? Yeah, but are you going to drive from work at five o'clock when as soon as you're off and drive and try and get two three hours down the road and miss the first period for the game and then be home by like three? You do what they do everywhere else. They uh, like a lot of places. Their home games actually start at like eight o'clock. Most of the Californian teams have that. Yeah, but they they still have to drive. They still have to drive three hours home. After the game, yeah, another thing that another <laughs> thing that you're not considering too is like morning. also like I'm pretty sure the Rough Riders have been good for a long time. If there's a bad hockey team in Saskatchewan for more than two years, it's gone. Like they're not leaving a bad team there that isn't going to sell out the building. Does Connor McDavid win a Stanley Cup in his career? In yes, his career, sir. yes. With his current team, no. Yeah, I think that's fair. With the Canucks, yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Trade him for Louis Erickson, one for one. Well, I think yeah. we'd have to throw in oh, we had a, um, just to cover his contract. We had a listener uh, actually respond to that uh, discussion in uh, Saskatchewan having a team. Oh. Uh, he thinks it has nothing to do with the Batman. There's no one in Regina that is willing to watch them play. So, where it, so the, the Rough Riders, does anyone actually know what city they play R- out of? They're in Regina. It is Regina. Yep. I was Seems see- like they got a lot of sports fans in Regina. Uh, do we think Quebec City should get a team back? Um, immediately. Yes. yes. <laughs> that, it, but here, here's my thing, though. I think the NHL needs to stop expanding for a very long time. It needs to be relocations only from here on out. Yeah, yeah like the Predators should be relocated. All right, yeah. easy now. <laughs> to New Mexico, baby. <laughs> Put them oh, in Albuquerque. The New Mexico Predators. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds no. horrible. Should put them in uh, um, Pennsylvania. They is that the, just they the team can be the, the, the Penn State Predators? The third Pennsylvanian team? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no. I mean, look, look, you already got teams like Arizona that they can't sell out. They have their, their organization is just run awfully. They can't even pay their lease on time. <laughs> uh, they, they need to get relocated. Yeah, they, John Chaka, who was their um, uh, their uh, GM, who was a great GM, he had a vision for the team, and then he just left. He's like, this is a mess. I'm leaving. Yeah, he no. gave no, no reason. Just fire. Just quit. They need to be rebuilt right from the bottom, and I say do that in Quebec. Most underrated country for hockey talent. That's a great question, man. Canada. <laughs> Give me a break, man. <laughs> I think it's the Czech Republic. No. I was actually going to say Latvia. I was, Latvia. Just, I, was yeah. thinking, I was thinking Slovenia. Latvia Slovenia? never. Dude, can you even name like three Slovenian players? <laughs> yep. Kopitar, Damn Kopitar, it. and oh, okay. Kopitar. <laughs> Pretty yeah. sure he's got two brothers that played on the team. Uh, Kopitar's like the only Slovenian player I know. So I was like, yeah, all right. He's got two brothers. So oh, really? Okay, right, and, and his dad's the coach. <laughs> his mom's the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> they just play three on three on all their games. <laughs> the GM is his grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma uh, Kopitar selecting <laughs> her grandsons. 
<laughs> yeah, last overall. <laughs> okay, dive dive back into why you were saying Latvia. Someone said Denmark Ehlers. Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, go Ehlers. You know what? Ehlers had a great season this year. If you can have another one next year, then uh, I think he's earned his way out of Winnipeg. Atlanta Thrashers come back. Get out of here. We gave them two teams and they screwed both of them. <laughs> yeah, no. you, can't, you can't give a city three teams. Canucks should sign Barry to play with Hughes. No, that would be the worst plus minus defense pairing in the NHL. That would, no. be, that would be tiny too. Imagine. Yeah, no imagine, kidding. Imagine Dude, like. You fat, call them the, the garden gnome pairing. Imagine like Fat Pat out there in the corner. You'd have to have both your defensemen just to check them. <laughs> Get him, boys. All right, we got another question. Um, this guy wants to know what the dirtiest team in the NHL is. Boston Bruins always has been, always will be. <laughs> Brad Marchand. Yeah, any team he plays on. Uh, boys, Tom Wilson is still in the NHL. Yeah, Tom like, Wilson is a saint. <laughs> Tom, yeah. Unfortunately, as long as that guy's in the NHL, it's going to always be whatever team he plays for. Tom Wilson is a saint. Brad Marchand. No, you know what? Mark Scheifele. <laughs> Brad Marchand has still been suspended more times in a singular season than Tom Wilson has in his entire career, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Mark Scheifele, league uh, goon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Jets, they're the dirtiest team in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Will the, <laughs> will the Toronto Maple Leafs ever not shit the bed in the first round? I don't know, man. You tell me. Ask me 20 years ago and see if my answer would be any different. <laughs> so I feel, like, I feel like the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be like when they're a child, you know, and just like shitting themselves all the time. And then they're going to, where are you going with this? They're going to skip their entire like life. And then they're going to be oldest and still <laughs> shit. <themselves>. The <laughs> so no matter what, they're just going to shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm uh no look, they need, I know this sounds crazy, but they actually need a rebuild. I know they have lots of young talent, but none of them have the heart and the drive to actually win a game with that group. I know it sounds crazy because of how talented they look on paper, but they need a new group. They need to ship out major pieces. Do you think Gretzky dominates in the NHL just as much today as he's as he did back when he played? Not even close. I, I think today, if he comes in in the same physical condition he did when he came into the league in the 80s, I don't think he even makes the NHL. I disagree. Really? Yeah, I totally disagree. I disagree. I no. think Gretzky would still be a phenomenal player. If he had all the tools that these players now have as well, yeah, because he's such a smart player. But you got to think, like, if if he's in the league now, he's gonna have the stuff that Crosby and Ovechkin have, like mm. the, the gear. Okay, the, so I see the, you're, the everything, you're, the like, other players to play with right. too. He's gonna have a yeah. I think I think for sure he would be an unbelievable player in this league. I don't know if he would be as good as he was back then and dominating the league like he did. But I do think he would still be a phenomenal piece. Yeah. I think he would be like an, an amazing playmaker. I don't think he'd be as much of a scorer as he was, but I think he would definitely be setting up other players. I think he'd be like I a agree. Nick Backstrom-esque yep. type player. Yeah, I could see that. We have a, uh, a listener who asks, uh, where is Jack Eichel signing? Uh, Jack Eichel has a contract in Buffalo for a few more years, and the discussion there was where should he be traded to because he no longer wants to be in Buffalo. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like 99% sure there's already a deal worked out. They're just waiting until after the expansion draft to actually make the deal. Yeah, and I think it's with the LA Kings. It sounds like they've had tons of conversation with Buffalo. It's been reported a few times. It sounds like LA's really heavily in on him. So then what's the return? Like Byfield at least. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking the, who is the, who is the player that the Canucks traded for Toffoli? 
Oh, uh, Tyler, Tyler Madden. Madden. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking yeah. Byfield and Madden for sure. And then there might even be another, probably there's got to be another first. I was gonna say another first, and probably oh, like a roster player. Yeah, I follow Adrian Kempe. Yeah, Kempe, I could see. Yeah, I don't know, but those guys like. What about a defenseman? I mean, Buffalo's D's no, all right. I was, I was just gonna say it's hard Doughty? to narrow it down. Like, where does Buffalo need help? But it's everywhere. They need yeah, help everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like why, maybe Doughty. Doughty makes way too much money. Why for what is he does. LA going after a player like Eichel though? When they're like they're on the downhill. Like Doughty's garbage. Yeah. Quick is well, way too injury prone, and yeah, he's 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 a shell of himself. I was also surprised, but they, they what, still have Kopitar. Kopitar is like a all star. Kopitar is unreal, but he's just Kopitar. Like they traded Jeff Carter, they have no nobody else on the team other than Adrian Kempe. Well, I, I, I was surprised when I heard the rumor too. I don't like it, but it seems like that's what they're doing. Uh, we got some more questions here, guys. Um, so we're pretty unanimous. The Coyotes are probably the team that, if a team is to get moved or relocated, they would be the team that would move. No, um, well, <laughs> they're a team, and so. Uh, this listener asks, uh, do we think that they would move to Milwaukee or Houston if they were to move to one of those two cities? I would say Houston, yeah. but I, I don't want them to leave. Yeah, I don't think they are either. I think that Arizona is fine where they are. They're just ran in a terrible way. So they're a shitty organized franchise. Um, I think that Florida is more likely to move than they are. But uh, of really? those two cities, yeah, of those two cities, um, I think, yeah, Houston for sure. Um, I'd like, I kind of like to see Milwaukee just because Houston, how far is Houston away from Dallas? A couple hours. Uh, it's that far, eh? Cause that's the thing is you don't want, you don't want to put a team too close to another team, right? You don't want to take away from someone else's fan base. Like the Rangers and the Islanders. But that the reason that works is because New York is literally one of the most dense, <laughs> densely populated areas in North America. Yeah. I think it is the most densely populated area. So you can mash two teams in there and really not worry about them not having enough. Dallas, or the state of Texas, is not a hockey place. That's not what it's known for. That's not part of their, um, part of their vibe if you will. Okay. That's my girlfriend rubbing off on me a little bit there. Oh, dude, keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Sorry. The table? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, yeah. man? Maybe. <laughs> it's a big desk. <laughs> Hi, Jess. Oh, oh hey, hey, hey. Um, uh, no, but I, I don't know. Milwaukee is just more unexplored territory for the NHL, so I, I'd like to see them expand somewhere like that. I don't like the box. I think Honestly, I think, like, I think Detroit might be closer to Milwaukee than Austin is to... Uh, or sorry, Houston is to Dallas. Really? Yeah, I think so. Where even is Milwaukee? <laughs> Milwaukee is on the east coast of Wisconsin, so it's like so pretty. Like, it's pretty close to Minnesota and Detroit. They like cheese there, so it explodes. Oh, so the I definitely but hate. Them. But that's also a more traditional hockey area in the North Midwest. That's like sure, you know, might might draw more of a crowd there. Yeah, and I, I think it's a fine. Like I don't think it's going to happen. But who knows? Like 50 no. years from now, maybe it could. I'd like but to see it one day. What city doesn't have like an NHL team that needs a team? Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee isn't a very big city, but who knows? Maybe a team could end up there. Williams team like, ended up oh, in Terrace. Winnipeg. Terrace. So. Yeah, Oof. Winnipeg is a small town. We need a team in Terrace. Anyway, guys, what <laughs> uh, what team? Uh, what team? What city that doesn't have an NHL team needs an NHL team? Terrace, Quebec. Terrace, Quebec comes to Jesus. mind right away. They're already Williams a, Lake. They've already proven they can host a team. They did great with it. They're so passionate. Uh, I, I'd like to see Quebec get their team back for sure. Newfoundland. 
I think a team in Halifax could work. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like. Well, they they proposed another bridge there too to connect one of the other islands. Yeah, and <laughs> I think if they do that, I think they could easily draw enough people. Yeah. I feel like there might be a few traveling issues for teams. I, f- I feel like it's to Halifax. Just, I feel like this kind of just in a little middle of nowhere. Yeah, maybe. It's like putting so a team in. That's like, like putting a, an NFL team in Mexico like, City. Like what? <laughs> like what? Uh, why don't we just put a team in Mexico? <laughs> Yeah, or like they were talking about putting teams in freaking London. Well, that's like it's a, not happening. That's a great idea. Yeah, we should <laughs> fly the Canucks over to London for one night no, and we'll, come back. We're not going across the Atlantic here. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a back-to-back. We, we play London and then Calgary. You think in our lifetimes we'll see a, a team in Victoria? No. no? I, I don't think no. there's a big enough population there to support a team. I think there could be eventually. <laughs> when, the one, island bigger. <laughs> one listener said, <laughs> Winnipeg is a small town. It has a higher population than Milwaukee. <laughs> no. I, no don't know if, I don't know if that's right, true. That can't be real. I'm Googling You're joking, it. right? <laughs> is that a real stat? 500, 500, on Wikipedia. No, 590,000 in Milwaukee. That's it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, my God. And we are 749,000 in Winnipeg. Yeah, You're you kidding go. me. Winnipeg's we big. are bigger in Winnipeg. I heavily overestimated the size of Milwaukee. But, like, not that much bigger. But, I mean, you know? like, no, still, I mean, Winnipeg can already barely support a team, and the whole province has season tickets. Like, yeah, no, I sorry. I take back everything I said about Milwaukee. I'm sorry. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, get rid Milwaukee. of that beer. Let's, I hate Milwaukee. Let's put a it's team in small. my backyard. Let's just put a team in my backyard. We'll get the same amount of viewers. <laughs> a team in the backyard. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just go live on TikToking. <laughs> That'll be all their media coverage. Yeah, the whole media coverage is just live on TikToking. Watch the game that way. Great. Um, top line for Team Canada in the Olympics. Uh, McDavid centering. Who do you want to put on the wings? I, I feel like Marner has to be on that line. What the really f- Marner on the first line? Yeah. You're out of your mind. No yeah, I, how many puck over glass Kay. penalties is the so, first line going to so take? So McDavid, McKinnon, and Marner is your first line. The mm line. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, look, Marner's a passer. You got McKinnon who can snipe. You got McDavid who can do everything, and they're all, all right, fast. You know what? You could be right, sense. but uh, who else would you put on that line? Because you're not going to split up the Bergeron. Marchand. No, no, no. no, 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 no. That's going to be too your much third chemistry line. there. For sure. I want to see Team Canada. More than their first line, I want to know what their top power play unit looks like. It's just an all-star team. Yeah. All right, right. We, got an- we got another question here. So um, this this viewer asks, and I need to thank you in advance, what's the over-under on uh, the Preds winning a Stanley Cup in the next five years? Well, it's never not going to happen, so zero. <laughs> see, yeah, seeing as they're entering a rebuild, uh, I'd say it might be a little further out than that. You I guys think, think they're entering think, a rebuild? I think Who did they just trade and what did they get back for him? I think Jake will never see a Stanley Cup. They traded Arvidsson for a bag of peanuts. However, it sounds I, like a rebuild. Thing it was, to do. but it was an expansion draft thing. Like they moved him because they didn't have the ability to protect him. Like that's why they moved him. If it wasn't for the I expansion think, draft, they wouldn't have moved them. I think they should move Johansson. I think they should move Duchesne. Of course I do, but like I think they, they can. should move they everyone on that team except for Roman Yossi's wife. She you got to keep you got to keep Roman Yossi to keep his wife. So uh-huh. well, <laughs> throw a divorce clause in there. I can divorce play, clause. I can play defense. <laughs> Sign him a new contract. <laughs> if you get traded, your wife stays. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think it's great. I think they have to make a lot of moves. They got to upgrade the offense. Uh, Duchesne and Johansson, neither of them are first line centers. Um, but that being said, like they they do have another gear. 
Like there are players who play well and then can play great. Whereas like there's a lot of players who only have one gear, regardless of how good it is. Um, but those both those guys can step it up. So I think they're valuable to the team, but they're both being overpaid. What do the stars need to do? Uh, a lot. What don't they need to do? No, no, come on, come on. A lot. The, the, the reason why the stars didn't make the playoffs is because Sagan was out the whole year. Like that's why they didn't make it. So I don't think they have to do as much as you guys think they do. A lot. <laughs> I just think Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan just aren't cutting it. They're, well, they're, they're aging, right? They're they're slowing down. They, if, if Dallas was smart, I think they'd ship both of them out within the next two years, get whatever young prospects or high picks they can get for them. No, I, still, I think they still got a few years out of those guys. Yeah, but then they're going to be worth nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the life cycle of the NHL. Like, no team trades a guy in his prime – to avoid they're not in terrible. their prime. That's my point. Uh, yeah, I think they you, are. You give them out as playoff rentals and you take back like a first, right? Because they're still uh, worth that. Sagan's like 29. Maybe keep Sagan, but Ben's looked like trash. I, I'm like starting to mistake him for Jordy Ben. I think that Ben definitely has another life in him then. If they're going to move him out, I think he's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. They definitely got to move Radulov too. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. That that contract they signed Radulov to was just a terrible contract to begin with. I think they should trade Heeskin into the Canucks, too, for Erickson. Uh, should the World Cup of Hockey be brought back uh, to the World Cup of Soccer? Oh, to be like the World Cup of Soccer. I think so. I think it's huge publicity. Well, that'd be great, but the World Cup of Soccer is like the biggest sporting event in the world. So, yeah, that'd be great, but they have like huge leaps and bounds to get to anywhere near that. Well, the, the NHL does need to get better at their international marketing, though. They're, they're not good at drawing in eyes for the game, and I think the World Cup is one of the best ways to do that. But for whatever reason, they only host it, like, every decade plus. Also, so. the unfortunate thing is that, like, in hockey, you have, like, five countries that can put together, like, really crazy competitive teams. And it's, like, Sweden, Finland, Russia, Canada, U.S., you know? Those, those can consistently put together really good teams. And then you have, like, this group of teams like the Czech Republic, um, Slovakia, Slovakia. Um, Latvia. Latvia sometimes. There they're, they're are countries that can put together, like, okay teams but not great teams. And then they compete against, you know, the, the big five and they get killed. And so your, your game's never going to grow if these countries who are kind of, like, up and coming every year just keep getting slaughtered every time they go to the, um, the World Cup. Germany is going to win the World Cup. So that's oh, why, like, soccer, when, <laughs> hockey. So that's oh why, boy. like, when they when they <laughs> did Switzerland, Dreisaitl, and Kerry, when they did the the World Cup in 2016, and they had that Team Europe thing, um, and they kind of nerfed the power of Team Canada and Team US by taking away their young stars. It was great because there was that competition. Yeah. So I think if they bring it back and they continue that way, where they give these smaller countries the ability to compete. Uh, it, it might be able to help them grow the game. What happened with Markstrom last season? My honest opinion, he didn't have Ian Clark. The Flames suck. <laughs> I, I think it had more to do with Ian Clark. Th- that goaltending coach is known for being quite, um, as weird as this is, almost emotional uh, with his players. He uh, gets to them on a very mentally deep level. And uh, I think losing him was a big deal. And that's why I'm so glad the Canucks were able to re-sign Ian Clark's contract. <laughs> Uh, so our thoughts on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, I like their goal horn. And I, the cannon. I, th- I think that they sold way too much when they made that run uh, and they beat Tampa in 2019. They just, they sold everything for rentals. And even though they made an impact, now they're suffering for it. 
Um, and uh, yeah, Yarmo's got a lot of work to do to bring that team back to where they were and to get better. Columbus is to the Eastern Conference what Minnesota is to the Western Conference. They're just in this awful cycle of mediocrity, never to be broken. Yeah, and they're like they're not finishing at the bottom, but they're not going to win. Yeah. So they're not even getting those top draft picks either. So Well, it's funny how you look at that, right? A lot of these um these Stanley Cup teams or the, these teams that have made what you could call dynasty runs, L- look at Pittsburgh. They're almost every year consistently either top 10 in the standings or bottom 10. They're never in the middle, right? Um, look at Chicago. They're the same way. As much as we haven't won a cup, look at Vancouver. They're usually the same way. We're rarely in the middle 10. We're always near the top or near the bottom. But that's good. You want to be in that cycle. If you get stuck in the middle where you're taking all these middle draft picks and just getting mediocre players year in and year out, you can end up in a lot of trouble for a long time. There's another question here that says they should, or not really a question, just like a statement. Mm. They should do Team Europe versus Team North America. Team North America would stomp (laughs) Team Europe. Because you have Matthews, McDavid, and McKinnon on the same line. Not to mention Phil the Thrill. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, okay, but to to specify, they're saying no age limit. Like, not like in the World Cup where they had, like, the young players. No, like, like, like... Anyone, but I mean, Team Europe is obviously going to be good, but there's just well, didn't Team North America almost beat Team Europe in the World Cup using only our 23 and under players? No, but but this Team Europe would have like the Swedes, the the, the Finns, Ru- the oh, Russians. That's true. Yeah, Whereas the last that one, one did. didn't have the Russians and the the Swedes. Uh, yeah. I think you could make a pretty. F- there wasn't even a Finland, was there? Wasn't Finland encompassed in Europe? No, no, they had they had a Team Finland. Okay, they did, eh? Okay. I think yeah. they were just really bad. Yeah they, yeah, they were. They didn't make any noise. But that was also five years ago. Yeah. That World Cup. It would be a completely uh, different landscape now. Yeah. I, but I think since then, the team North America's, Canada's, and USA's have gotten stronger, while as I, I feel the, the European teams have not gotten stronger. So I, I think that, yeah, I think it would be a curb stomping, honestly. Uh, best of seven. I think it would come close if you include Russia with Europe. I don't even think it would be close. If you look at Canada, even Canada alone, they're so lethal in every spot on the ice. Like, did you see the way Carey Price, Carey Price played? Yeah. Like, I I get it. You're going to put Vasilevsky in that, but... Well, if we give them the same-sized equipment, I think Price is better. Did you... That picture, man. I know. Holy... Cr- do you see how big Vasilevsky was? It was unreal. He looked He's, like the size of an elephant compared yeah. to... And they're like the same height. They're like an inch and a half off. His gear was like just hanging like 10 times the size of prices. It was insane. Yeah, no, that, that was cheaters. Um, who do the Oilers add offensively this season? And Vasilevsky is better than Price. Brad, you no. are a crack. No. Uh, Oilers are going to add Hyman, I think. I think, think so. I think if the Oilers added Hyman and DeBrusque, it would make their team a lot, a lot better up front for sure. I would round out two lines right there. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Especially with that horse Duncan Keith on the back end. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, do you know if the Oilers or if Duncan Keith retires this season instead of playing, the uh, <laughs> Chicago has to pay out his entire fees. Like they have to buy a, pay out all his retirement fees. Edmonton would get an extra $3.5 in cap space 
I don't know how it I works. Know. I don't understand. It I don't either, understand how real. it works. But they would get an extra three point five million. Yeah, in cap space. Yeah, but would they still have Keith's? No, cap nope. They nope. wouldn't have his Chicago cap at all. Takes the whole thing. Yeah, it's the weirdest. thing. I don't know if this was worked out in the contract or in the, in the trade clause. I don't know what it was. But yeah, if uh, Duncan Keith retires, uh, Chicago has to take on his entire cap hit, and Edmonton gets an extra three mil of space to spend. Wow. I know. It's weird. <laughs> it, it actually makes me think maybe this wasn't as stupid of a move as we thought. If they're considering this year to be a burner where they don't think they're going to win the cup anyway, then they think they can go into the season after this coming one with an extra three mil in cap space. Maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe. Maybe we ripped on them too early. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to conclude the first half of the show. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, get right back to it. This week's fake sponsor of the Vancouver Boys is the Jeep Gladiator. Much like Duncan Keith, you can argue how useful it is, but one thing's for sure, you will pay way too much for it. Jeep, why is this so much goddamn money? Why is it that every season there are better trade rumors? I was thinking about that earlier today. Just like when the season ends, you just you can set your clock to it. It's like, oh, okay, better trade rumors are everywhere now. And every year, like the day after they come out, Benning says, we're not trading him. Stop talking about it. And no one listens to him. I think we should just trade him because then there won't be any rumors anymore. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Prob- problem solved. <laughs> yeah, great idea. Man, you should be a GM. <laughs> Get rid of these Dude, rumors. Just do was, what they're telling if me. If he to was do. the GM, he'd have a team of all guys on six by sixes, <laughs> no younger than thirty-five years old. His first line would be like Thornton, Parise, and Marlowe. <laughs> all on six by sixes. <laughs> exactly. Actually, oh, man. and then he signed Weber to play goal. <laughs> <laughs> He's big. No, no, He's no, big. no. I would sign Weber to sit on the pine until playoffs. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I think if I was a GM, I think I would be pretty good. Hey, I came up with that Marner for um, Seth Jones and uh, Line. Idea. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> no no offense, too, but I think every hockey fan ever thinks they'd be a great GM. Yeah, but I right. know. <laughs> yeah, but Tyler knows. Know. Tyler at the helm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you need some Tyler and all? <laughs> I could give you some Tyler and all. <laughs> Suck it up, Weber. Sponsored by Tyler Dahl. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's look at some more questions here. I almost want to jump back into that Vasilevsky is better than Price thing. Yeah. No, he's not. Stop saying that. Yeah, I you mean. Fool. Look, well, you just got to look at the team that's in front of him, right? Like, Tam- like, Tampa Bay has been a juggernaut ever since Vasilevsky took over the starting position. Now, one could argue that that's the reason why. But it's not. Um, but no, it, his team in front of him has just gotten better and better every year. And um, Carey Price has literally carried his team the entire time he's been their starter. And now he's carried them all the way to the Stanley Cup final. So I think there's like there's a pretty big discussion you're going to have to have and, and some pretty serious convincing to convince most people that Vasilevsky is currently better than Carey Price. Put it this way. My argument for any goalie argument, if you're arguing one's better than the other, is you have to say, okay, 
you swap the teams that they're on and you tell me that that's still your answer, right? You put Price on the Lightning and Vasilevsky on the, uh, on the Canadians and you tell me that that's still your answer. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Uh, Hellebuck or Vasilevsky? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, we'll get into that question, but we got a few more to go through here. What do we think the best draft class in history is and or in recent history? Um, what do you guys think? 1912. Okay, that's not recent. <laughs> so it wouldn't have been a draft that year. Um, recent history, minus oh, the Boston we Bruins. About, I thought I we were would... talking about the war draft. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The war of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the draft of 1939. Yeah, what was better, World War One or World War Two's draft? Yeah. <laughs> Two million people were drafted. <laughs> that was the biggest draft yeah. class of all. Yeah. Hey, wasn't good hockey players? Do you ever see that TikTok trend where they were doing the USA drafting for the military? <laughs> it came up that we have a trade to announce. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> You've been traded to Team Germany. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. um, no, recent history, I think minus the Boston Bruins selections, I think it has to be 2015. Yeah. It, it's it's so deep. It is stupid. And if you consider um, anything from 2000 somewhat recent, I would say 2003 is the best draft class in history, period. Really? Yeah. 2003 was just... I might agree with that. Like, superstar after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after superstar. Like, 2003 just defined the NHL for, like, 20 years. Alex Edler's draft year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kessler's too. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, t- just tons of questions. Hellebuck or Vasilevsky? Well, that's where Flurry went first overall. Yeah, 2003, yeah. And I think it was like Eric Stahl went second. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Corey Nathan Perry? Horton went third. Nathan Horton, yeah. But like all those guys had great NHL careers. Even Some Horton. of them still have careers. Um, Nick Suter, yeah. Coburn, Phaneuf. Yeah, it was a great... Uh, 2003 Jeff, oh, was Jeff just Carter, fantastic. Dustin Brown, Seabrook, wow. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Carter was in the uh, second round. Shea Weber went in the second round. Anyway, um, Hellebuck or Vasilevsky? The answer for me is a no-brainer. Vasilevsky, I think Hellebuck's the most Hellebuck overrated goalie in the league. Overrated and trash, bruh. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't sorry, say man. trash, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I would say overrated trash. for sure. I'm going with Vasilevsky. Yeah, sorry, pal. Yeah, Kessler make the Hall of Fame. No. Uh, first of all, his name only has one S in it. Second of all, no. I, I doubt it. Maybe I, I'd be maybe surprised. the sleeping with your teammate's wife Hall of Fame. Oh boy, that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's a Hall of Fame you want to be in. It is now. <laughs> it's all a something. You're in someone's hall. Do you blame Nail Yakupov solely on him or the franchise for him being a bust? Well, he got traded. He went to several different teams, and he never became his potential. So I would say that's yeah, but on like, him. but here's the thing with 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 uh, rookies and young players is like they. If they can be drafted really high and have high potential, but if the organizing their, if the organization that they're drafted to doesn't kind of like help them grow as a player, then they can any player can bust. And those are like the most pivotal years, right? Is like the year they're drafted and then the next three or four. Those define their entire careers. Top three wingers in the league: Louis Top. Louis Erickson, Anton Roussel, and Tanner Pearson. I think Ovechkin's still up there. I don't know if he's in the top three though. Uh, I think Artemi Panarin definitely is in there. Oh, I agree. I love um, Panarin. Isn't Kucherov a winger? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would go Kucherov. Kuch. So we're going all Russians? I think 
Team Russia. Russia. Just pump out incredible e- right wingers now. Ilya Kovalchuk. I mean, like, as much as it pains me to say this, Ehlers did have a really good season last no, year. No, Ehlers is not a top three winger in the league. No, but he's... he's no, it, don't... It, no. If you, if you look at his uh, numbers... Leon Dreisaitl. I was, I was actually Dreis- just going to ask, are we counting him as a center or a winger? Yeah, winger. He, he, played the, he played the wing the whole year. All right, fine. Yeah. Then, obviously, it's him. But yeah. I, I think that Ehlers definitely has earned a lot of respect over the last year because yeah, his numbers really were like so ridiculous. However, he played in the North, so eh. we'll see. We'll see at the end of the next I, I, love, I love Sanko, but he didn't really play this year, and I can't say he's a top three in the league. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, and Patrick Kane maybe a few years ago, but No, you know what? I, I can go. I can jump on the Patrick Kane wagon. You he's, think he's still top three? I, I think so, considering he hasn't really had much to play with, and he's still putting up incredible numbers. Who, Kaner? Yep. I can see the argument. I'd still have dry over him, though. Yeah. Fair. I, I, I think Patrick Kane's still fantastic for Oh, yeah, yeah. But no I'm arguing he's, he's top not top three. 10. But. I think he's even better after he's crushed a few cold ones. Let's not get into Patrick Kane stories. That's yeah. a dangerous road to go down. <laughs> you yeah. killed a man? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay. Drysidle over Panarin. Yeah, I think they're in the discussion, but I don't know. I like Panarin more than Drysidle, but I like him because he's opinion. Russian. I, well, I'd be interested to see what Panarin would look like playing beside McDavid, right? Well, dude, I think Panarin like, would dude, have nine like million right points. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, not and, that Zabinijad is bad either, but, like, that's two I different like, levels I of I feel player. like McDavid and Panarin together, like, they would have, like, nine million points each. Yeah. With, like, Hyman on the other wing. Game okay. Over. Yeah. You make the argument that, yeah, on an individual basis that, yeah, Panarin would be better. Um, why did Carey Price let the Habs down? Oh, wait. This team. Okay, geez. Yeah. You had us <laughs> so in the first half, not going to lie. Let, let, let me read out the comment. It says, Wow. Why, why did Carey Price let the Habs down? Oh, wait. His team let him down. Um, No. They finished 18th overall in the NHL. And because of the way that the divisions worked out this year, they somehow made it into the playoffs. And then they upset a bunch of teams, ended up in the final when they shouldn't have, and got blown out by a team that is multiple times better than they are. Yeah, they were. No one let anyone down in that, in that series. I don't think they, anyone in Montreal. I mean, you're never happy when you lose in the Stanley Cup Finals, but I don't think anyone on that team is disappointed in the effort that they gave. Yeah, they finished 18th in the league, and Tampa was 18 million over the cap. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Seems to be a little bit of a coincidence there. If you thoughts on me. McSorley or Brashear? <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> McSorley, baby. I think we were probably like five when all those when those guys retired. So. McSorley. Yeah. I mean, McSorley, baby. Yeah. Well, did, have you guys seen the uh, McSorley Brashear incident where McSorley yeah, yeah, just yeah. drained? Brashear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just that that lost all my respect for McSorley right there. <laughs> what what hurts more, a hockey stick or a golf club? Does it matter? Do we, we want to find <laughs> out? I wouldn't either. I have wouldn't, both here. <laughs> wooden hockey stick. Over a composite one and a golf club in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, man, we're getting a lot of questions. Where do you think Kemper ends up? My where? money's on Toronto. I think he stays put where he is. You think uh, Kachuk is leaving Calgary? Uh, you yes. know, there has been a lot of conversation about whether or not Matt Kachuk was going to leave Calgary or I not. I don't think so. I, I mean, he's kind of the franchise player there right now. They, they need to understand that they're still they're in the process of exiting the rebuild stage. And I think they need to understand that as of right now, Kachuk is the guy that they should be building around. So I guess if you're ever going to ship him out, do it now because you keep him any longer and he's cemented as the guy that this team is going to be built around. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, Milk beer. What do the Leafs and the Titanic have in common? They both sink when they hit the ice. That was really funny in 2013 when I read that for the first time. <laughs> it's also been funny the thousands of times I've read it since then. Uh, I'm not being ironic. I love that joke, and I'm glad it's still around. Uh, uh, what would it cost to get Reinhardt out of Buffalo? Nothing. <laughs> well, just well, say a fair bit more than nothing. We, 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 steal we, we, we talked about Reinhardt on the podcast before and what we kind of see happening there. I think whoever gets him out of Buffalo is going to end up overpaying. Um, should Dubas be fired? No. Look no, at the, look this at is the, not his fault. Look at the team he put together. You tell me whether or not a team... That looks that good on paper. Should have lost in the first round. Some said Leafs 2022. Leafs never. Okay. So get our, that through your head. By the way, it's a Vancouver Boys podcast. If you want to look it up on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram under Vancouver Boys podcast. And you can throw our TikTok a follow too. Vancouver Boys podcast is what they're all called. Yeah, we're kind of a big deal. No big yeah. Deal. What do you guys think the NHL should do about teams skir- skirting? Skirting the cap rules? Uh, for the playoffs, I think they need to make a major adjustment. I think what Tampa did should not have been allowed. I think other teams have done it before in, well, less than $18 million variants, but uh, it's been done before, and I didn't like it then either, and I definitely don't like it now. For every million you're over, one of your players should get shot in the kneecap. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, Where in BC are you guys from? Lucky for you, the title of our podcast is The Vancouver Boys. That should be a hint. Um, Uh, To be a bit more specific, we're kind of from just the lower mainland. Yeah, greater Vancouver area. Uh, Who are realistic options for the Leafs uh, improve this team? Rumors of Landeskog. Yeah, I mean... Why do they still think their problem is offense? I don't know. Why do they still think their problem is offense? You need defense. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jack Campbell's not a good enough starter. He's the best one you've had in a while, but that still doesn't make him good enough. You got to upgrade your goaltending. The defense needs to have more confidence. That defense, I mean, they get picked apart all the time. They really just got to get a better defensive coach in there. The offense, the same thing. They there's there's terrible communication between the two. There's a ton of problems that the team has, and none of them are roster based. It's all in their own head. When the fuck did Dallas uh, get good again? Oh, they, when they, will when will Dallas oh, get good again? I'd say probably. Seven, eight years. Jack Campbell is the no, goat. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you're a Dallas fan, uh, bleak future, I think. I think it's downhill for a while. It gets worse before it gets better. Um, should Bruins resign Hall? I think so. Yeah, I think they will. I think he looked great with them. Who is the best pick for Seattle in the draft? Um, from what team? I Overall, I think... Do you think there's a chance they land Oshie? I've seen a lot of people predict that he I ends do. up there. Yeah, I do. I think he could end well, up being... Well, he's from there, right? Yeah. So maybe. I, I, I could see him ending up being kind of, at least in their inaugural season, kind of the poster boy for the team. I could see it. Chris Drieger. You think they're going to take Chris Drieger? I think they're going to take Chris Drieger. Why on earth would they take Chris Drieger? Because I think Chris Drieger had a good season this year. Uh, I think that there are teams who would trade for Chris Drieger, and I think what Seattle will do is they will take him in the expansion draft and then trade him. You don't want, like, Anthony Duclair or someone like that? Uh, I could see Drieger going before uh, Duclair for sure. Really? Yeah. All right. Also, like, Duclair just signed a new contract, and I think it's three by three. True. Which I think is a bit much for him. I could actually see them protecting Anthony Duclair. Um, oh, Drieger so, uh, was uh, 9.26 in 23 games. Like, you tell me. That's a decent save You percentage. tell me that Edmonton wouldn't take that. Edmonton? 
right? Well, I'm sure Edmonton would love to have that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think that Seattle would trade or would, would oh, draft. I, I see what you're getting. They, they at. would draft okay. Rieger in the expansion and then trade him uh, to Seattle or from Seattle to Edmonton. And I think there's plenty of other teams that would happily um, take uh, trade for Drieger. And I think he's a lot easier to get out of Seattle than he is to get out of Florida. And Florida has Spencer Knight, so I don't think they're really sweating. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Sam Steele. How do you guys feel about that? If Sam Steele is left available, I'd definitely take him. A young, great player, uh, super high ceiling, physical player. Yeah, of course they should take him. I was going to say I'm surprised he'd even be exposed. That's that's a player I really thought they'd be a bit more attached to. I mean, I, I get it with the expansion draft. you got to make some tough calls. But, like, geez, man, that's a – I would have thought that player would kind of be part of their core. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I'm super shocked that he would even be available. But, I mean, we'll see when the day comes. Uh, do you think that Quinn Hughes will be overpaid on his next contract? Probably not. I don't think so. I think he's going to sign a bridge. And I think it's going to be – an admirable amount of money, but nothing too too bad. And even if it is, it'll be on a short contract. And and these contracts, these bridge deals, that these guys sign, they sign them to prove themselves. Think like uh, Brock Besser, right? He signed a bridge contract to try and prove himself, and his next contract will be a lot bigger. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I don't I don't. My definition of a bad contract is one that you regret while you have it. I don't see us regretting Quinn Hughes's potential contract that he's about to get. I don't see it. Peter Forsberg, the GOAT, thoughts? Peter Forsberg played on great teams pretty much his entire career. I mean, obviously, there were some some teams in there that weren't so great, but he always played on great teams. And I think when you're considering the discussion about GOAT, especially in hockey, you got to consider, like, was it the players that played around him? Was it him? What was it? So, Do you think Timu Solani is the GOAT? And can you tell me how many goals he got in his rookie season? I can't tell you how many goals, but he got, like, 108 Off the points. top of your head. Uh, it was 132 points. I oh, think. Yeah, that it was many ridiculous. points? 76 goals. Oh. So, yes, I can't answer that question. Uh, have you heard of the Kaprasov rumors? Yes, and we think they're just leverage that, that his camp is trying to use to get more money out of the Minnesota Wild. He'll, he'll stay there. He's not leaving uh, the NHL. 76. Yeah, you're right. I'm right. Who do you think right. Schmidt is getting traded to? Um, Buffalo. I hope not Arizona because that means we're getting OEL and I don't want him. Oh, will, I can't wait for that trade. Will Ovi break the record? No, he will not. I don't yes. think so. I, I think I think he could, but I think he will go back to the KHL before he does because he's already said he wants to spend time there at the end of his career. So if that's his plan, I don't think so. What went bad for Dallas? I thought Jamie, uh, Jamie, Ben were supposed to be the next Medano. Jamie and Beth. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Jamie Ben and Mike Bedano, very different t- style players. Jamie um, and Ben is one person. But, but that being said, Jamie Ben's also a really good leader. So I think, you know, Dallas is definitely trending in, in a downwards trajectory. But um, stay positive. You never know. A young player could break out. Uh, Robertson had a really great season last year. If he can come in and be a superstar, I mean, yeah, maybe they have a quicker turnaround than uh, we originally thought. Did you see Mike Medano got a double eagle? <laughs> Yeah, a couple weeks ago. No. Really? Yeah. Wow. He freaking chipped it in from like pretty much half the golf course. <laughs> it's like a two shot on a par five, right? Yeah. Is it, it, was, it was a two. A yeah. Two shot on a par five. Wow. wow. Um, He's the GOAT. Apparently. Golf. Yeah. Someone just asked if ball hockey is real hockey yes, compared absolutely. to ice hockey. Well, you play both. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the only guy sitting at this table that played ball hockey. Ball hockey and ice hockey are exactly the same game, and anyone that tries to tell you different is crazy. I'm going to say false because I did play ball hockey. 
You did? I was a ball hockey goalie for two years. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, my thing, my my point still stands. Like, the the game is fundamentally the same. The only big difference is that soccer players, like kids that come from playing soccer, can get into ball hockey a lot easier. So, that would be me. Yeah. I'll give Um, that a shot, maybe. What else we have left here? What uh, they like playing with balls and sticks? What do you think of the Ben Bishop situation? Is right. he done? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Ben Bishop Ben Bishop decided to waive his no trade, but Ben Bishop is a little bit older, injury prone. Um, I don't know. I don't think Seattle's going to pick him up. I think that's why he waived it, is because he knows he's not going to get picked up. There's way too many goalies, yeah, to be chosen as well. So I just I hate the fact that Vegas is exempt from the draft. I know. Pisses me off. Obviously, they're like, oh, you know, Vegas isn't going to be good, but whatever. They're a freaking powerhouse, and they have so many damn players. Uh, Besser for uh, Kaprizov and uh, Boots. Gad. Yeah. Oh, I would I, take I, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're, a, uh, if you're a Canucks fan, of course you would want to take that trade. But in reality, Minnesota would never trade their marquee rookie, which they've never had a good rookie before. So they would never trade him for, for Besser. All right, well, uh, that was a fun episode. Lots of questions that time. But, um, I mean, we still have to have time for Tyler Surprise Surprise Headline. Headline. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Might make you perform an exorcism on a piece of lumber at Home Depot. It's Tyler Surprise Headline. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. And the best intro music I've ever heard in my life. I love hearing me moan right before... uh, (laughs) Right before I'm we all get do, into this. Tyler. We all do. So my uh, my very first ever one started with meth and dogs. <laughs> this time <laughs> we're gonna right. we're gonna continue with the uh, the meth trend, but we're gonna jump into a different animal. Okay. Fish are getting addicted to meth, <laughs> <laughs> and it's messing with their brains. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, you probably know that household chemicals, medicines, and prescription drugs can work their way through the, the wastewater treatment facilities. Okay. Well, apparently a lot of people have been dumping meth down their toilets. <laughs> That's an expensive toilet yeah. cleaner. And yeah. they, um, they've been doing studies on these fish and apparently they're all getting like super addicted to meth. <laughs> so when they, when they get them out of the water and into different water sources, they're just like delusional. <laughs> and, and going through like crazy withdrawals and stuff. Oh, oh. I really want to see you watching a fish tweak it out. <laughs> dude, dude, Finding Nemo would have been way better. <laughs> Marlon would have done it himself. Just crap. Yeah. Kill the shark. <laughs> fish are friends? Yeah, I'm not sharks ain't in friends. <laughs> He'd start beating up on the humans. <laughs> he just climb out of the water. <laughs> Do not touch the butt. Oh, I'm going right through it. <laughs> Starts taking off, he catches up, <laughs> jumps in the boat, strangles him all to death. Oh god. Where's my son? <laughs> I I feel like I feel like we should fucking meth, man. I feel like we should start the production of the Finding Nemo on meth. <laughs> Hey, Disney, Disney, if you're listening to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got an idea for you. I'm no one at Disney is listening to this. 
We we just proposed one of their best movies of all time be replaced with a version where the main character is a drug addict. (laughs) Well, that's one hell of a way to end end an episode, man. Wow, that was a great story. What a surprise. Where where was this again? I'm assuming off the coast of Florida. (laughs) It did did not tell me. Where else would the water be contaminated? No, no, just in general. People are flushing too much meth down their toilets. Problem. We got to stop it. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Um, we have the expansion draft and the uh, entry draft coming up next week. Yeah, and uh, join us uh, during the expansion draft. We're going to be doing a live stream on uh, Marcus's TikTok account, at Canucks Videos on TikTok. Uh, so come by, ask questions, hang out with us as we enjoy the uh, expansion draft. And then uh, join us for the entry draft on uh, Friday. And uh, yeah, Marcus and I will be there. You can ask us questions, get in contact with us. But uh, make sure to follow our Instagram. That's the best way to keep up to date on all things Vancouver Boys Podcast. Um, And uh, yeah, it's been a great one. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Peace.